Hey everybody, welcome to episode 2 of Comedy Soundwave. I uh, just want to remind you, if you were listening, you missed it last week, to uh, catch uh, Charmer's Market opening at the Up Till Midnight Jam this Thursday at the, at the um, Stageworks. You can catch them, they'll be opening, it'll be at uh, 10 p.m. Also, catch uh, Charmer's Market and Final Fantasy Fantasy at uh, SF Bar Prov on the 14th at 7 p.m. And also on the 21st of August, you can catch them at the Showcase, uh, Charmer's Market and Final Fantasy Fantasy. And also, I want to plug um, SF Improv Calendar. Go there, and you can look up all the latest uh, show times and dates and uh, address and information for all the upcoming shows, where you can catch shows such as the Dash Late Night Freeform at the 16th and the 22nd at the Unscripted Theater. And I really, really, really need you guys to come over on to the August 22nd to the Boxcar Theater for Dwayne Puts on a Show. you got to go. It's a free show, and it's at 8 p.m., and you could uh, um, just, you know what? Here we go. Let's just, just get the show started. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. With Dwayne! Hey, Dwayne, how you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Great. How you doing? Uh, good. Excellent. Great. Excellent, yeah. I'm having a good week. Uh, as you know, I'm super busy. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. I hear you. And yes, it, the weekend, I am a little bit relaxed. Maybe too relaxed. But I'm drinking coffee, so things are good. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you got a nice cup of coffee there. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, Dwayne, you know, you and me, we've been, we've been uh, performing a lot at the Up Till Midnight Jam over this yeah. past year, and yeah. I've really been enjoying it. We have. It's been a good time. It really has been. Uh, you're a professional, and I respect professionals. Oh, thank you. Yes. You wear a suit, uh, and that, that is why, how I define professionalism. Oh, yes, yes. I often go to the gym in a suit, just to uh, class it up a bit, be a little professional. Yes. So, but Dwayne, uh, I mean, I, I remember even back the first time I went to the jam, it was back in the first week of 2013, I remember you were one of the people that signed up as well, and I remember the scene, I think I was trying to resuscitate you with like electrodes or something, because your character, it was like Vietnam or something, it was, so, it was over a year ago, but wow. all the way back then I remember you, Dwayne. There, all the improv scenes I've ever done are one gigantic blur. I remember like the really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. really bad shows. Uh, I think more than I remember the really good shows. Uh, so things like uh, the experiment Patrick Wu and myself did. Um, we had a, sh- a show called Trulia, and we put on a show once. And the premise of the show is we get the name of a tech company, mm-hmm. and then we show you in three acts how it rises to power, how it crumbles. And how the individuals involved with the company deal with the aftermath. We <laughs> wow, do this in under awesome. 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, it's ridiculously complicated. Anyway, uh, the name of that we got, uh, I don't think it's what they said, but it's what we took, was Punch Lady. Punch Lady? Punch Lady. So instead of that being about a nice website where ladies go and talk about punch or uh, a service where you could buy punch from ladies <laughs> or something like that, the direct interpretation that we had was it was a website where you could register to punch ladies. 
<laughs> it was terribly received. I can't imagine. Was, I can't imagine why. No. Possibly the worst show I have, I personally have ever done. Um, but it was the most memorable. So I remember the really bad ones. Uh, I remember a show I was too drunk to be in and still did uh, with Dan Burt. Uh, oh, Dan Burt. Yeah. people, and that was a show called Furious. And that is the only show I remember of the whole run. <laughs> to be honest with you. The rest was just this wonderful blur of working with some great people early on in the in game's life. Uh, so yes, I've done a lot of scenes. Uh, yes, I, I, incredible. Trying to recall ever being in a scene with you about Vietnam, and I'm not. I'm racking my brain. Or being an army person. Well, no, I think the, su- we were in the suggestion was Vietnam. Oh, and. Yeah, I can only assume that's where we were, but again, you know, in these scenes, improv scenes, it's always a matter of interpretation, what the audience sees, what everyone, agreeing with everyone. Uh, Sometimes when you're outside of the box, it always looks different than when you're inside of the box. Yes. Which, I mean, that's part of the fun of it, being in that box and just anything can happen. It's a great world to be in. It really is. It really is. The spontaneity of a live performance where there are no written rules. Uh, you know, in a way, we're like the punk rock of the theater world because uh, you know, we don't practice for years and years learning scripts or exactly how to hit marks on stage. Uh, we're just like, screw that, all that really hard work. We're going to just get on stage and be funny. <laughs> yes, great. Uh, yeah, you just get up there and you do it. And that is just the general attitude of it. Even the people that you have know, been doing improv for you know, years and years that teach it that are really professional at it, um, you take it very, very seriously. At the end of the day, they're still adults playing make-believe on stage. You know, oh, yeah. Um, and I guess you could say that about all theater, but the fact that you know, they're not following a script or a hierarchical, like, this is exactly how we have to do things. Mm-hmm. They always mm-hmm. strive to uh, surprise themselves and go in new directions and do things that they've never done before. Um, there's, that freedom is just amazing, and that's part of why I love the art form. Great to hear. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's just so great to be part of this community of here in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Just trying to kind of like get all the patchworks of it together. Trying to get them, trying to find out who's in it, who's been and gone. It's all part of the fun of it. Uh, It absolutely is. There's a wonderful history. It's a super rich history of San Francisco improv starting way back at the committee. That's the, right. Yeah. The thing that's started long form improv. Um, before that in America, there really was, you know, Viola Spoon, that whole movement of uh, taking games like playground games and applying them in some manner to theater. And you end up with these theater games. Um, mm-hmm. so if you ever like look at the work of Viola Spoon, it's wonderful stuff. Um, but yeah, before her students all said, well, let's, you know, get on stage and be funny because they were in North Beach and hanging out with stand-up comedians. <laughs> um, you know, the, the art form really didn't exist as we know it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all the way through now, this neo-explosion neo of huh. improv, um, I think it comes in waves. And right now, yeah, it, I hope we're not cresting, but we're definitely on an uptick mm-hmm. um, from where we were even just a couple years ago. Yeah, it's kind of, we're just really grown from what I've seen, or at least I'm more aware of it now. Which is, it's, it's just an exciting time to be here doing improv in San Francisco. Really is. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, we're going to take a quick, uh, quick break and we'll be right back. 
Today's episode of Comedy Soundwave is brought to you by Charles Shaw! Charles Shaw! Oh man, my stomach really hurts from this taco vodka. It's terrible, but it's cheap and it gets you drunk. I wish there was something that wasn't quite as terrible, but I only had three dollars and change. Well, there's this three buck chuck. That could fit your budget. Three bucks, Chuck. Let me let me see this bottle. Yeah, here you go. Let me try this stuff. Don't drink it all. I'll save some for me. My, that's refreshing. Let me give it that. Why, Charles Schwab, uh, your three dollar Chuck beer is wonderful and full of vitamin A. A for alcohol. A for alcohol, good sir. Why, I feel like panhandling deep into the night now. Well, I don't think I'm ever going to drink anything other than Charles Shaw. Charles Shaw! Hello, you're welcome back to uh, Comedy Soundwave, and I'm here with Dwayne. So, Dwayne, uh, you've been doing improv for a long time. Yes. Or, have you done anything else? Or, what's your background? No, literally, literally all I do is improv at this point. That's all my air that I breathe. Um, I wish that was true. I really do. I do improv all the time if they would let me. Mm-hmm. And by they, I mean society at large, where <laughs> you have to pay bills and a rent. I just paid rent today. Um, yeah. Me yeah. Too. But uh, yeah, I've only been doing improv for four and a half years. Um, it feels like forever. Improv theater, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an improv musician since I was like 11. Improv uh, musician? Yeah. I started uh, playing drums when I was 11 years old because my dad was a minister uh, in a Pentecostal. It's the uh, evangelical style religions. Um, so I play drums, uh, and if you ever are down in the mission on a Friday night, mm-hmm. you'll hear those uh, Mexican churches, the Mexican Pentecostal churches. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the exact same songs with you know just different lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the exact same chord structures, exact same beats. It's you know it sounds like my childhood was just in a different language. Which is a little bit weird sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I like, why is this so familiar? But there's no written music in, in this stuff. So that's how I learned to play drums. Then I started studying percussion in school. Uh, did that through college. Um, but I was just an improv drummer throughout the whole thing. I played bluegrass bands and just anybody that would, we could jam with. Had a couple bands here and there um, a lifetime ago. And... A lot of what I did there translates over to theater because like the first improv class I ever took was just completely on a whim. I was at a Valentine's Day party and a friend of a friend said, I'm taking a class in Berkeley at the YWCA and Mm. it sounded fun. So I signed up for the very next improv class that was happening in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Uh, It happened to be uh, BATS. BATS, yes. Taught by Regina Saizi who is the uh, dean of students at BATS and also she's not original founder but she's been with the group for like 20 some years mm-hmm. uh, since the 80s like in 86 she joined um, we're really one of the early people there uh, amazing teacher just an amazing teacher oh, wow. uh, but from the very first like half of class it was like this is perfect this is just fun um, I didn't even think about getting on stage for the first year of doing improv it was just in class games and listening it was just a really a good time um then the first time I got on stage, it was like, yeah, this is, feels great. Yeah. And that's addictive as hell. Um, and then it's like every opportunity you're looking for, how can I get on stage more? How can I get on stage more? Um, and that's when I like, kind of stepped away from 
Batson being like a full-time improv student at that point, I was like a year and a half in, um, and started thinking like, what's, what else is there? Mm -hmm. Um, so I joined a couple troops around town, um, end games came along around that same time. Like my, Mm -hmm. I started getting involved with them. I was cast in the, uh, Furious cast, um, and I've studied with a lot of people around every workshop. I just study with someone different. Mm-hmm. I do. I watch a lot of improv. Um, I studied under uh, Joy Corey for a while. She's a local name. Um, she's been. She was original improv class she ever took was at the committee in 1971. Oh, wow. Okay. Or 1970. Um, she's been teaching ever since. She does a lot of one woman show stuff too. She's an amazing teacher. She has workshops coming up. Um, you should look her up, joyacorda.com. Joyacorda.com. Joyacorda. J O Y. Joyacorda. C O R Y. Joyacorda. All right. You hear that, listeners? You stop listening to this and you look that up right now. Yes. Go look her up. Just pause. You can pause a podcast. You can pause this. You don't have to tune to a different yeah. podcast. No, you don't. Um, and I take, yeah, like I say, a lot of workshops. I'm really looking forward to the SF Improv Festival. They're just announced oh, yeah. who's going to teach the workshops. They haven't announced the actual workshops yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm like with bated breath because there's like two I really, really, really want to take. Um, anyhow. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of improv you know, for the last little bit of my life. And that's what I like doing. I teach a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I believe what you used to, didn't you used to like to improv in the park? Oh, Elemental, yes. Yes, Um, I remember. So part of my improv journey was Elemental Improv. It still is. um, It's still my baby. Uh, We're on hiatus right now for the performing bit of it, Mm -hmm. but it's never really what it was about anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Elemental Improv was started by myself and a couple of the gentlemen here in town, uh, Jacob Grimm and Drew Ross. Uh, Drew Ross is part of the SF Improv Collective. They perform Thursday nights at the Shelton um, Theater downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, look them up they're really good guys people, people too um, we formed an outside idea an outside collective and we called it Elemental Improv and when we say outside we just went out to the park and started doing improv and we were outside for the first nine months of our existence mm-hmm. uh, every Sunday in Alamo Square we did a few shows wow. uh, we learned that it was the most amazing learning experience because when you first went into it it was like well why can't you just do free shows outside uh, with a collective of people that don't really need to practice on a regular basis because all, it's all short form. It's all just like improv game and mm-hmm. the short scenes. Um, there's there are some reasonable answers to that question. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, really? Because uh, I've tried it once and then it, something else happens. It, so. Things happen. Uh, yeah. You can't control the environment yeah. at all. <laughs> at all. That's true. I think about that. People can just walk in the middle of your scene. Mm-hmm. Their dog and frisbee dogs. Kids. Dogs are the worst improvisers. <laughs> they don't listen. They step all over your scenes, and they will steal the scene every single time they enter. Oh wow! And have you have you ever owned a, a dog? Uh, a not dog? my adult life. No. No. Okay. I am terrible with taking care of things. Ah yes. I, I wear the same. Cl- yeah, black shirt and jeans is kind of my signature look now. It's a good consistent look. It's because it's, it's super easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I maybe. don't have to think about it. It's just like, okay, I'm dressed. I'm legally allowed to go outside. <laughs> Great. Cool. Um, but then, yeah, elementals band into um, a discussion of, uh, well, what, what does it really mean to uh, learn improv? So we decided the only way to really find out is if we started trying to teach 
a class, a, a weekly drop-in workshop. Mm -hmm. So we explored improv in a lot of different ways on what does it mean to you know break out of your shell? What, is it, what do these concepts really mean to new people? Um, it's one thing to do uh, improv and it's another thing to um, like learn improv, mm -hmm. but actually trying to explain improv to someone else in a way that they can take and apply it um, is really hard. It's a very different experience. Uh, there's a lot of good books on it. There's a lot of good information out there. Uh, I point you back to Viola Spoon's Improvisation for Theater. She even outlines, like, here's how you do a course. Mm -hmm. uh, but just learning experience of that was phenomenal. However, there's a lot of overhead to running your own yeah, we organization. Get and then in. our space uh, that we were in went away. We were in the old Actors Center, in San, uh, San Francisco Actors Center. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in... Um, when it stopped running, and we oh wait yeah I remember that yeah, yeah. the seats were like falling apart yeah it uh, <sighs> well she Not a good lost the space um, yeah very nice lady Shelly Mitchell lost the space and well we had to move somewhere else so we're actually mm -hmm. practiced for a while um, there's an improv team that spun out of all of our work of elemental improv and we were together for over a year and a half at, at just as an improv team wow, uh, the I team. It's a good team. Um, oh, yeah, good running time. That was good. It's, it's been a good run. Right now, we're taking a little bit of a break because uh, schedules, like, we had people out of country, mm -hmm. a lot of summer travel, um, mm -hmm. couldn't get more than three people to rehearse oh, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's the thing about the summertime. The thing about summertime. Best time uh, to travel. But we actually rehearsed in the very room that we're in now, so we did a uh, 11 to 1 o'clock thing, and then that's moved a little bit here and there, but mm -hmm. in, the, in the room that we're recording this in now. Ah, uh, yes, in this room. This undisclosed location where, where it's very echoey. Echo. 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 Um, have you ever uh, worked with any, like, stand-up comedians or anyone else who was just trying to do something other than improv or, like, use it for something else? Or? Uh, that's an interesting question because everyone that does improv ends up doing something else mm -hmm. or they come from another background. So I was trying to do some incorporation of what they had done before mm -hmm. um, in improv and the short answer is uh, I don't know okay um, if I have collaborated with other people to do some other idea I mean that's what we're doing now really um, then the answer is yes if you put it in those broad terms all right but um, no I haven't specifically worked with like an improv to do uh, you know any kind of a stand-up or uh, sketch work or anything like that Okay. I'm an improviser. Well, excellent. <laughs> Just ready for any situation. Yes. Anything that comes around, you are not prepared for, you don't need to be. Don't need you to got be. it. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of what scares me about stand-up. Like, I uh, will admit publicly, I, I, have you tried stand -up I have not or? tried stand-up. And I'm a little bit intimidated to do so. Mm -hmm. um, like, I messed around here and there... Um, like I love karaoke. Whenever I do moon and dance, fun, yeah. when I do moon dance, um, Bill <laughs> Morrison, there is a 52 second musical interlude in every single karaoke. So then you just gotta go moon dance. Uh, well, actually, I use that time to just talk to the audience. Oh, right. Really? Like just crowd work. Hey, you um, and occasionally I'll drop in jokes. Like I pretend that I'm working on a stand-up set, uh -huh. and I'll drop in a dumb joke here and there. And that most of the time, the most of the time it just gets blank stares. That people are like, why, why are they letting me talk? 
You just watch them as their like brains are trying to process it. I already, don't, is, I already don't like the song. <laughs> Nobody, I don't think anybody actually likes the song Moon Dance unless they're really drunk. <laughs> then they like to dance to it. They like to dance to it. Move their feet. Yeah. Maybe improvise a dance or not. But I love stand up. Absolutely, do love stand ups in general. Um, most of their work. In fact, the SF Bar Prov, uh, which is one of the shows I produce is uh, hosted by a stand-up, and it's a key and crucial part of the show. Um, we have a comedian, Matt Casey, will be at... Oh, Matt Casey, I, I know. Is yeah. he a stand-up? Yeah, he's a stand-up. He has wonderful work. Uh, don't get to see him enough, so that's why I invited him to come do the show. Oh, nice. Well, that'd be good. Yes. Because uh, with improv, it's kind of hard to get an audience... Like ready to see a show, so they need a little bit of warm up. Otherwise, the first act out is kind of like the sacrificial lamb. Um, on a four, you know, four group night, if you have four groups on the same bill, yeah, that first group up is probably just not going to have a good time. Like they're going to get people like settled down, latecomers still got to get to their seat. Uh, but if you throw a stand up in the beginning with a mic for ten minutes. I mean, that gives everybody a chance to like, all right, someone is talking at us, overpowering any conversation we might have. Um, so we better like get in the mood to listen. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, this has just been great talking to you, Dwayne, and learning so much. About, look at the, oh, what the... Hello! Hello! Oh, hello! Is this the podcast? Yeah, this is the, are the you, podcast. Are you Derek? Yes, I'm Derek. Hello. Is, hello. Pleasure to meet you, John Connery. John Con- Sean Connery? Uh, no, no, you misheard oh, me, John. Derek. It's John Connery. Wow. Get it right. John Connery. Sean's my bastard brother. He's your older brother? Your yes, my brother? bastard older brother. Your bastard older brother. That's, oh, my goodness. That's right. And who might you be, sir? I'm Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. Pleasure to meet you, John Connery. You look a lot like Sean Connery. I get that a lot. However, he's a bloody bastard. He's taken every role I've ever tried out for. Oh my goodness, and he, he beated you for... He what? bested me for James Bond For James start. Bond! Yes, I tried out, and they said, no, we'd rather have you older, handsomer, more bastard oh. of a brother. Even though you look exactly the like, almost. Pretty damn Pretty close, damn if close. you ask me, but I'm not a casting director. Oh man, well I'm glad you could drop in. I mean, we've got open door policy here on Comedy Soundway. Me too, I'm trying to get my name and face out there now that my bastard brother is partially retired. Oh man, well now that he's retired, you can pick up all the roles. The world needs one Connery out there in They every do, film. there can be only one. There can be only one. Well, I thought at least there could be two in some of those films, like maybe The Rock. I could have starred as his, you know, brother. His brother, yeah, exactly. That's an imaginative role. Well, or you can play James Bond's brother. Surely he had John a, Bond. Surely he had a brother. That's what I pitched to that broccoli bastard. Bond. Broccoli. John Bond. Broccoli bastard. Yes, Alfred Broccoli, the creator of James Bond. Okay, I thought that was probably like some kind of slur against vegans, but no, that was the <laughs> name of the casting. Director. He was also a bloody vegan. Oh! I fucking hate vegans. Wow. What so self-righteous. Really hateful man. You come in, you hate your brother, you hate vegans, you hate broccoli. Mostly I'm just bitter. I'm bitter because I never had the career my brother had. <laughs> so, what have you been doing? Well, I've what? been traveling around San Francisco 
trying to get my name out there. I figure this city's good with the arts, you know. Oh, yes? Lots of comedy, stand-up comedy, improv comedy. Yeah, Performing that's... arts. I figure that's as good a place as any to wet my beak. So just, just for the record, say, where are we again? San Francisco. I've never heard anyone pronounce both C's in San Francisco. San Francisco? We, we Scottish speak the King's English. There's only one C. No, you don't have King. Damn right! Scotland forever! We still speak the King's English, though. Yeah, indeed you do. Well, I mean, wow. John, John Connery. Thanks for having me, Derek. Well, yeah, I'm glad you could drop in. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to do improv here in San Francisco. Really? If you want to get your face out that way. Really? Yes. You come out to. Uh, you come out, come out to uh, the SF Bar Prof. Really? On this 14th at 7 p.m. The San Francisco Bar Prof. Yeah, you can, like check out some teams, get some ideas, and then afterwards you can head over to the Up Till Midnight Jam. There won't be anyone to share the spotlight with, will there be? There'll be people, you'll have to, yeah, it'll, it's well, a collaborative... son of a bitch, I'm not interested oh. in sharing the spotlight with any of you. You, you know, bastards. I do have, there, I'm the producer of the show, really? the Social House. You don't share. happen to be um, at the SF Bar Prop show on really? March 14th. Um, there is this one group on there that is absolutely terrible. Really? Um, and I will throw them off at a moment's notice and put you in their spot. I have been working on a one-man routine. It's mostly me cursing my brother's name. I, I think that would be so much better than uh, Final Fantasy D- fans. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that a name just oh. <laughs> for the sake of sparing their egos. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, they can take it. That's okay. I hear most of them aren't showing up to that performance anyway. That's what I have heard as well. Oh, wow. Burns are. <laughs> I have been here a few weeks. I've been cluing in. I listened well, to last yeah. week's podcast, Derek. That's oh. how I found out about this one. Wow, you were listening to the first episode? Yeah, as soon as I arrive in a new shitty, I like to shit right. down and listen to the podcast. I invite... Do you like to what? I like to shit down and listen to the podcast. <laughs> Where do you like to do that? <laughs> Whatever I'm shitting. <laughs> like Hopefully a, you're not eating there as well. Sometimes I shit where I eat, sometimes I shit where I live. <laughs> like maybe like in an airport lounge as you I've, travel off to the I've shut down I've shut <laughs> down at an airport many times, Derek. I'm an old man. Not as old as that bastard brother of mine. Hopefully you're you doing this around playgrounds and small children. Well, if there's a nice bench I'll go for a shit. <laughs> a sit? Of That's course. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Derek. Well, so someone here understands me. I just want to be clear on this. <laughs> Crystal. Well, I'm glad you were able to enjoy this sitting down, and now you're here, and I invite any other uh, siblings of famous celebrities to come onto this show in the future. You hear that, everybody? Good. If, if Ron Cage ever comes on, I want to come back. Oh, I could bring him by next week. Ron Cage? You know Ron Nick Cage is... I know all the celebrities. Oh, yes, siblings. Ron Cage. I know all their siblings. Yeah, we should bring him on. We have, a sh- we have a society. We are a, we are a society. But we, celebrity siblings, uh, have a uh, special society. A special society. A special so- society for celebrity siblings. <laughs> What's, is there, do you have like a club or a... a more of a society. A society. Yes, it's a secret society. When do you guys? How do you guys uh, inform each other when to meet? Do you like have smoke signals? Listen here, Derek. If I don't do that, I'd you'd have to be the oh, so shipment I, of a celebrity. I'm not worthy how, how to do know. You join the society. 
Just, I think that knowledge should be at least be public. If you have a sibling who is a celebrity, ah. you receive a special certificate. Oh. So if you don't possess this certificate, there's no need in inquiring further. Oh. What if... Oh, that's oh what wow, look at that. Wow. It's embossed and got the big... It's in Comic Sans. That tells me I probably don't want to be in this club. It's a spitting image of me. Isn't yeah, it uh, seems to be Xeroxed, written in Comic Sans. We celebrity siblings have a keen sense of humor. Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> it's written in Comic Sans. You get it. Uh, I get it. That's hilarious. But do you, Dwayne? Um, I think all the graphic designers in the world are now listening to the, that are listening to this are like pulling their hair out and going, what? Do you have Comic a Sans? big really? circulation among graphic designers, Derek? Well, I think I've got a couple of graphic design listeners listening to this. For any graphic designers listening to this, contact me, John Conray, at John, the real John Conray on Twitter and <laughs> submit the real John Conray. The real the John Conray. There's a bunch of fucking imposters out there. And submit to me your work samples, and I'll consider them at the society's now, next you, meeting. Now, have you ever had anyone in the past come up and go, like, show me uh, John Connor? But they go, like, no, I'm just John Connery. Are you asking if I've been confused for that little twerp from Terminator 2, yes. Judgment Day? Yes. I was also passed over for that part, oh, you bastard! Sorry to rub that in, John Connery. Please, don't, please don't hit me with that bat you I wouldn't waste a whap of this bat on you, Magnuson. Thank you, sir. Connery. To answer your question, no. I've never been confused with John Connor John from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Well, the names, anyway. Well, well, I'm glad you're here, John Connery. Thanks and for Dwayne. having me. I think now is a good time for us to play a game here on the show that, for legal reasons, we're going to be calling Would You Prefer? Would you prefer? Would you prefer? And here's a theme song. Would you prefer? Would you prefer? Would you prefer this or that? This or that? Would you prefer? Would you prefer? Would you prefer? Okay. Was that the theme song? Well, we're working on it. Um, until we get a better theme song, we've got to improvise it every week. Oh, every week you improvise it. Whenever we record song. this. Anyway. Fantastic. All right, guys. I think I think this entire podcast qualifies for a Dogma ninety five like certification. The, that's the yes. Other, yeah. Um, What's av- that? Avant garde film. Like, oh. I think the podcast itself would qualify. Can I list enough rules? Can I list this on my IMDb filmography? Yes, yes you can. Yes. Good. You're now I'll Lars Ron Trier and um, Harmony Corinne and and now us. Excellent. Finally, <laughs> finally <laughs> an entry under actor. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. It's time for Would You Prefer? All right, guys. Would you prefer to be trapped under a rock or have a million dollars? Go. Go what? Just say which we'd prefer? Yeah, this is what the time. What is the rock I'm, made of? The rock is made of pure gold. Oh, see, good thing I asked. See, this is the part where you ask questions to find out which one you would prefer. Is this a rock? Located in San Francisco Bay. It, it is, in fact, located in the San Francisco Bay area. Does the rock... Is the rock big enough to actually cause me, like, serious bodily harm? 
No, in fact, uh, there's a system of livers, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a system of levers around it, like clockwork levers. Okay. They, you can just push a button and the rock will move. Okay. When I was a boy, I could only up in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. We often attended the Fringe Festival and ate liver till we passed out. Li- liver? Liver. I don't know how that's relevant, but you reminded me of it. Uh, I mean, it sounds awfully close to le- lever. Yes, that's if why. That's can't why. give you a speech in language. Like yes. All right. What was the question? Whether we have a million well, dollars? What do you rather be? Would you prefer to Let's be see. trapped in a rock or have a million dollars? If I have a million dollars, do all my friends and family resent me or respect me? In fact, they don't even know about it. Oh, it's a secret. So you've got a secret million dollars. I'm, I'm, I had to pull up my calculator here. <laughs> oh, please, please. Because if the rock is above a certain size, then it'd be worth more than a million dollars if it's pure gold. Um, let's, let's say it's $1,300 an ounce right now. Times Under the uh, scenario where I've got a secret stash of one million US dollars. Yes, John. Does my bastard brother exist? In this universe? No, there is no Sean Connery oh, in the universe where you have oh, a million dollars. Oh, I think I know which way my whistle's wetted. <laughs> but of course. Alright, uh, let's see. Alright. How I better be thorough here in this situation. Is the rock well, bigger than 40 pounds? The rock is in fact over 100 pounds. Oh, I'm taking the rock. In this situation which I'm Trapped under a hundred pound rock. Does Sean Connery exist? In fact, Sean Connery is the president in the universe where you're trapped under a rock. Oh, that fucking. He's the fuck. president of the United States. They re um, wrote the Constitution so oh. they could elect Sean Connery to be president. This is most distressing. Mm. I think I know which way I'm voting. Yeah. But you're also a famous star in hiding. In the rock in the, in the trapped under a rock scenario, yes. I'm a famous star in hiding under a rock. Yes. Where my brother is the president <laughs> of the universe. Well, the, not the universe, but... I thought that's what you said. He did say universe. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he's the president of the universe. Oh. Somebody has to be. This makes a tough call, but right, I guys. do still. I didn't like questions. I, I, that was all my questions. Yours are only sure. related to the amount of money you might Well, possess. and if the rock specifically is hurting me, which the answer was no, it's under a pulley system, which easily can make it be moved. So, you know, a hundred pound gold rock, that's, that's way more than a million. And you probably don't have to pay taxes on it. Good point. Do you have to pay taxes to the president of the universe in a situation in which you own a 100 pound rock? Well, in fact, actually, you do have to pay taxes. What the is the tax rate in this universe? Uh, it's it's uh, 40%. I'm still better off with the gold. And you are, in fact, um, not only hiding because of your celebrityness, you're also hiding because you're in massive uh, tax debt or something. It's not quite, you're not quite sure. They just kept sending letters to you and now you live under this rock. I'm a scofflaw. Oh. Yes, scofflaw. Scuffler. Scofflaw. 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 Yes, you're a scofflaw. 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 
I feel like it's a little too easy. It is. Either you're trapped under a rock, or would you prefer having a secret million dollars? There must be some downside to this million dollar situation. Uh, well, you can ask, uh, what possible downside could there be in having a secret million dollars? Well, for one thing, my idiot brother doesn't exist, so that's pretty yes, damn Yeah, that one. Your brother doesn't exist. Then that's what, what, what form is the million dollars in? It is, in fact, in uh, gold rocks that, <coughs> that, so are in a, get, that are in a burlap sack. So we either get 100 pounds of gold or a million dollars worth of gold, which is only like, I don't know, a half pound or so? Yeah. yeah. Do so we have to carry around our... Gold at all the times. No, in fact, you have like a caddy that carries around the sack for you at all times. In both scenarios? Uh, yes, in fact, in the one where you're trapped under the rock, there is a caddy who just happens to be carrying golf clubs for you in case you ever need, in case you ever want to go golfing. I can't imagine a scenario of wanting to go golfing. But, but he's uh, there if you want him to. But I'm trapped under a rock, am I? Is that a, a lengthy truck that carries me and my gold rock about from golf course to golf course? As a proud Scotsman, well, I enjoy a round of golf. In fact, there is. In fact, it's not... It, well, it's actually like a super huge, like, tank-sized oh, like, oh, golf cart oh. that's, like, carrying around this chunk of land that looks like a facade of a land with a rock trapped over the covering of it. Could I overthrow that idiot? President brother of mine with my gold tank rock. <laughs> well, since he's the president of the universe, he's got control over every armory in the universe, so... Oh, you invested <laughs> me again, that fucking brother. I know how I'm voting, Derek. All right, guys. I think you've made up your minds. On Would you prefer... Dwight, you preferred being under the gold rock, right? Yes. All right. Gold rock. And John Connery, what was, you, what was your final answer? I prefer the million dollars secretly stashed away when in a universe where my idiot brother doesn't fucking exist. Alright. Well, guys, here's how it turns out. Being trapped under the gold rock is the correct answer! Son of a bitch. Because you figure out a way to disarm the levering, um, clean up your good name, and... Uh, people get distracted by the next latest trend and you're not famous anymore, oh, so you don't have to be in hiding. I forgot to ask about And the million dollars scenario of the bag of gold rocks turns out it's fool's gold. Fool's gold? Yeah. yeah. Also known as the fiat American dollar. There you have it. That idiot brother's bested me again. Alright guys, I'm so glad you could be here today. Dwayne, yeah, glad you could stop by and talk about, yeah. Appreciated uh, talking at a machine. Yes, thank you. I don't thank you not to refer to me that way. No, I was talking about the actual machine I'm talking into. Oh! <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can hear the uh, wax cylinders turning, but they're here. And, uh... Yes, I brought along my wax cylinder recorder. It's a crudely constructed contraption. It runs on steam, so it's very, very humid in here now. Yeah. I'm sweating profusely in here, Jenny. Please turn the machine down. Uh, all right. Well, I just got to finish up recording, guys. And uh, John Connery, I'm glad you could drop in. Thanks for helping me. Tell us me. about your, your... Yes? I just was going to say thanks for helping me and further my celebrity. Of course, John. Of course. 
All right. Uh, Dwayne, uh, people can find you on Twitter, right? Uh, yeah, I prefer people find me on Twitter. Um, yeah. I am at MC Dwayne. Okay. D W A Y N E. All right. People can find you on uh, Twitter that way. And uh, I know you're plugged it, but August 22nd, I'm putting on a show. Yeah. Uh, the, that's all uh, you need to know. Dwayne puts on a show. And put, put that into your Facebook and, and Wagmall. All right. Yeah. Everyone, go see Dwayne puts on a show. This August 22nd at the Boxcar Theater at 8 p.m. It's a free show. Just just go. Get up and go. Yes. All right. How about you, John Connery? Uh, can people find you on Twitter I'm or Facebook? On Twitter at the real John Connery. Oh, right. Right, of course. And you can find me checking out these improv shows you mentioned, trying to sneak on stage. Catch, oh, catch at, me at the End Games Jam. At the End Games Jam at the... Four four six Valencia Street. Thanks. Thursday at That's ten p.m. Right. All right, all right, guys. This has been Comedy Soundwave. 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 Hey everybody, I just realized that I didn't even introduce myself at the beginning of the episode. I am Mr. Derek Magnuson, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Derek Magnuson. Again, that's on Twitter at Mr. Derek Magnuson. And uh, you can also like this on Facebook. It's uh, at uh, Comedy Soundwave on Facebook. And there's also a Twitter for this as well. It's um, at Comedy Soundwave on Twitter. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, and also, I probably shouldn't tell you what this whole show was about. This show is where I interview people who are in the improv or comedy scene here in San Francisco and uh, in any other parts around the Bay Area. All right. Thank you for listening, and I hope to catch you next week.